1: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. PJ, as I was waking up this morning, I was uh, seeing what's trending, as I do on Twitter, uh, and I saw that Derek Henry was trending. And, you know, I'm a Titans fan. uh, And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on here? But it was simply, you know, some videos of him working out. I don't know if you have watched these videos and... He went to Alabama. You went to Alabama. So I know you've probably been following him for quite some time. This man's an absolute freak. Like, I hate to be one who's like simping over, you know, athlete workouts because I know they're all freaks of nature. But Derrick Henry doesn't even look like a running back. Like, his build, like the way that he, you know, is just so strong and so tall. Every time I see these videos, I'm, like, amazed. It's like watching Wimby uh, handle a basketball. It's crazy.
0: I crossed paths with Derek one time when I was at school, Chelsea, and uh, we were walking. I was walking into – uh one of the buildings where my class was and it was like one of these narrow hallways where the ceiling wasn't really that high and I'm walking down and Derek's just coming right at me and it's one of those where you just kind of like look up at him and you're like oh my god Oof. you are massive so yeah he is a uh he is a big guy but I saw uh he was trending um Todd Gurley they were saying has been out of the league for like three years and Derrick Henry's still and Gurley's still younger than Derrick Henry is. So, you know, we talk about the shelf life of running backs and obviously when is the year going to be where Derrick kind of wears down? We saw a little bit of that maybe this year. Some people think he has something left in the tank, but it's kind of crazy when you put it in the perspective of some of these backs where like, he's still younger than like a Todd Gurley, you know? I mean, he's still, it's just crazy. Obviously, the era that we're in with the NFL and kind of how backs are perceived, but it's going to be interesting to see where Derek ends up. You know, I think the two that certainly make the most sense are Baltimore. I know the Ravens for the past couple of years have trying to been getting their hands on Derek and then the chargers, I think make a lot of sense too, just because now that Jim Harbaugh is there, we know his identity wherever he's been, whether it's been Stanford, whether it's been Michigan, whether it's been the Niners, whatever, always about physicality, running game. Austin Eckler just doesn't really fit that mold. And uh, I don't think he's going to be back with the chargers. So we'll see where Derek ends up. But certainly the two that make a lot of sense for me would, would be Baltimore or uh, the Chargers going to one of the hardball brothers.
1: Yeah. I hope Derek Henry does well because there are a lot of, I'm not going to call him Derek Henry haters, but people who simply point to the amount of touches that he has because in the Titans offense, He certainly was the focal point for most of the time that he was in Tennessee. And so you see these big numbers. And yes, some of it is due to the touches. But I do think he's somebody that once he gets past that initial line of scrimmage, he is incredibly hard to bring bring down. And that's where the highlight reel uh, comes. And that's where the Jacksonville Jaguars need to be going and standing in the corner you know, with their nose to the wall and saying, oh God, this is mostly us, isn't it? Uh, So it'll be interesting to see if he can succeed. Do you think some of his success is due to the amount of touches? Do you subscribe to like that narrative?
0: Uh, I, I don't, I mean, certainly when Derek was in his prime, like he was getting more carries than anybody else. But mm-hmm. I feel like when Derek was in his prime too, for that, you know, three, four year stretch, like he was breaking off so many big runs. I mean, you know, he would dominate the Jags, the Texans every single week and he, he'd have his fair share of games where he'd have 30, 35 carries and Vrabel would just consistently lean on him. But, uh. You know, I, I think Derek when when he was truly rolling, when he was leading the league and rushing and all those kinds of things, he, he was certainly getting a lot of carries, but I don't think his stats were what they were just because of the carries. I think he you know, he was having his, his fair share of, of big time game breaking runs. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, that's been the conversation with Derek the last couple of years. It's like when is he gonna fall off a cliff, even though he's built differently than a lot of these backs and can sustain all this punishment and all these hits. Like, I mean, eventually it's just going to catch up with you and you know, he's starting to have injuries a little bit here and there. It's didn't obviously get a workload at all. They drafted Taji Spears out of Tulane, did the Titans. So maybe a change of scenery will do, will do Derek good. Maybe not as many carries. You kind of, you know, manage him as, as the year goes on. Um, but we'll see. I, I I think he's he's got some left in the tank, though, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And I think it actually would benefit him if he went somewhere where he didn't have to be the every down back. And I think mm-hmm. that's what they were kind of doing in Tennessee because Tajay Spears is not the same type of running back as Derrick Henry. He's more of like the third down back. He's a very small guy, like not yeah. skinny, but short in stature and somebody who can catch the football, which Derrick Henry – can do, but nobody's going to point at him and say he's the same type of running back as Christian McCaffrey. And plus the Titans offensive line when he has been uh, in Tennessee has mostly been god-awful. So I'm praying for you, brother. I hope you find a team that has a decent offensive line that you can run behind. Uh, Some good news for a Bengals receiver. And this is wild to me because I think most people when they think of the Cincinnati Bengals, they think, okay, the franchise tag, Wouldn't that go to Jamar Chase? Well, a lot of that is, you know, sometimes due to timing. Obviously, Jamar Chase does not need his yet. But T. Higgins is the guy in Cincinnati that uh, the Bengals have placed the franchise tag on. Obviously, a lot of this has to do with the fact that they have not agreed to a contract. But the wealth of receivers that they have in Cincinnati. And I feel like I am somebody who's always a sucker for Cincinnati. Because we've seen what Joe Burrow can do when he's healthy. But the big asterisk is, can he stay healthy? PJ, are you as sold on trying to buy stock in Cincinnati as I am? Like, I feel like this is the ultimate tease team. Like, before Joe Burrow got hurt this year, oh, I was all in. I said, this is the ultimate value play. You know the one quarterback who can take down Patrick Mahomes is Joe Burrow. Oh. Thinking about it now, I'll probably play some kind of futures bet on the Bengals again this season.
0: I mean, that seems kind of like the trendy play, just because, you know, at the current price right now, nobody wants to buy Baltimore. Uh, Kansas City obviously could win it again. They're going to be in the playoffs again. But they're probably going to go through another one of those stretches in the regular season where they lose maybe three or five games and you can get some better value on them. Buffalo, we'll see what happens with them, but it just doesn't feel like they're going to get over the hump, especially with McDermott there as their head coach. And that kind of brings you to like teams like the Bengals or like the Texans Mm -hmm. or maybe like the Jets. If, you know, Rodgers is back healthy to go along with that defense, the Bengals certainly are going to be the team that, uh, A lot of people like and the reason being it feels like this is kind of their last ride with these guys on offense they're already getting rid of Joe Mixon uh Tyler Boyd's a free agent I don't expect him to be back There are going to be a lot of surprising things that we see in NFL free agency there always are this to me was not one of them I I think this was you could just see this coming the Bengals giving the franchise tag to T Higgins I'm expecting this offseason they also give Jamar Chase a long-term deal. That way, they already paid Burrow, they already paid Chase, and now they know where to go after that. So I think they're getting one more year of T. Higgins. They're going to draft a wide receiver this year in the NFL draft, make him wide receiver three this season, let him kind of learn under T. Higgins, under Jamar Chase, and then they're hoping that that draft pick can turn into their number two wide receiver on the other side of Chase because you're just not going to be able to pay Burrow, Chase, and Higgins. You know, Burrow, quarterback, one money. Chase and Higgins, wide receiver, one money. You just can't do it. Uh, Even with the salary cap going up, we know Chase is... Going to make a boatload. So I think it's the last year at T. Higgins in Cincinnati. I think it's great for us from a betting perspective if you're looking at him in fantasy or looking at him for season long props because certainly the man wants to get paid. I think he's one of the more underappreciated receivers in football. He's really, really good. But because he's with Jamar Chase, you know, he acts as the second mm-hmm. wide receiver on the team. But That's kind of what I expected with Cincinnati. I expected them to tag Higgins. I think they're going to let Boyd walk. They're going to draft a receiver. And then uh, Higgins will go play for some other team next season. And they're going to hope that whatever rookie wide receiver that they get works out and can turn into their wide receiver two of the future alongside of uh, Jamar Chase.
1: As a Titans fan, I can attest to the fact that it's not as easy – done as it is easy said when we let aj brown walk and said oh we can find somebody in the draft uh it's not that easy um so no. we'll see we'll see did you see if they these rumors chelsea
0: did you see these rumors what floating rumor? around yesterday that the vikings might be looking to trade away justin jefferson it's like what are they doing
1: i don't know why would you trade him away <laughs> like oh. it, you have to be getting a lot for him correct Because I would say this, if you are a team that is possibly rebuilding and looking to build for the future, it's probably wise to say, okay, everybody is on the table if we can get enough for him, you know, but it would have to be a lot because Justin Jefferson is one of those guys that is a game changer. Like how many players in the NFL do you think are game changers. Like, we talk about this in the matter of, like, the spread where receivers don't ultimately change lines for the the most part. Like, Devontae Adams, when he was with Aaron Rodgers on the Packers, I think there were right. a game or two where he was out and maybe it was a one-point move. But Justin Jefferson feels like one of those guys.
0: No doubt. And, you know, who knows if there's some truth to that rumor. I certainly think it's interesting, though, if the Vikings decide that they don't want to bring back Kirk Cousins, they can certainly decide that they don't want to bring back Justin Jefferson either and pay him all that money and trade him away. Like you said, if they're trading Jefferson away, they're going to get a haul. They're going to get most Mm -hmm. likely multiple first round picks. So you can completely start from scratch and try and find your quarterback of the future, try and find your wide receiver of the future. Because, I mean, obviously, the best thing to be in the NFL is when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So Minnesota, I mean, at this point, they they kind of know what they're getting out of Kirk Cousins. So, if they don't decide to bring him back, I think that'll be telling. And Justin Jefferson's been on record saying that, you know, he will sign a long-term deal if Cousins comes back. So, we'll see. Interesting uh, decisions there for, for Minnesota. I think Cousins is going to be back. I don't know how you feel about the whole situation, but... I do, I do think Minnesota is going to bring him back, and I think uh, they're going to they're going to sign Jefferson to a long term deal as well.
1: Yeah, funny you mentioned Kirk Cousins. Did you see the video of him uh, exercising and throwing a football on a tennis court? And the tweet was saying, "Almost four months months in now, encouraged by the progress, grateful for all of the help around us," uh, which he's recovering from Achilles tear. An Achilles tear, if you remember from last season i feel like i am dumbfounded sometimes by how quickly guys are recovering now and one would think that technology is getting better and these doctors are probably making some kind of progress but it feels to me like achilles tears used to be like you know multiple it would be at least a year you know and at Mm -hmm. least a long time but we heard the claims that aaron Rodgers was making like remember when aaron Rodgers was like oh i'm gonna be back for the playoffs do you think Kirk Cousins can fully recover from this? Like, I'll say he looked pretty good, but also he was playing on a tennis court and nobody was trying to tackle him. Is somebody, right. is Kirk Cousins somebody who you would worry coming off this type of surgery?
0: I actually wouldn't just because he's not a guy that relies on his, you know, mobility. mobility. He's pocket pastor, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Certainly you don't really think of Aaron as like a great athlete or a guy who's mobile, but he really is and um, you know he's so good at manipulating the pocket and he's so good at throwing on the run and buying time i mean cousins for the most part you know you really don't see him on the move too much when he is on the move is when it's those bootlegs and those play actions and stuff but he's obviously your prototypical pocket passer so achilles tears obviously you you always worry about any athlete especially playing football but for a pocket passer who's a quarterback I think that's one where you would almost worry the least about and uh, it certainly puts even more emphasis on Minnesota you know trying to improve that offensive line because since you do have a quarterback coming off an Achilles tear and he's not mobile you better protect him because uh, certainly going to be going to be thinking about it if you know he's playing in a game and he's got constant pressure in his face all game.
1: yeah what's your take on backing teams with quarterbacks coming off Achilles' tears, because I had to search for Aaron Rodgers headlines that had something to do with football. Like, it's wild to me. Like, if you search Aaron Rodgers, it's mostly like drama and like his takes on the vaccine. You're like, all right, can I just get an update on how he's doing? Like, is there any value in taking a team like that? Like, I'm looking at the NFC odds right now, and everybody was all in you know, on the Jets, or excuse me, it would be the AFC odds. Uh, everybody was all in on the Jets saying, okay, this is a team, the quarterback away. Any value in taking the Jets this year?
0: I kind of think there is, because that defense is championship caliber. They got a number one wide mm-hmm. receiver in Garrett Wilson. They got a really good young running back in Brees Hall. Um, I, I kind of do like the Jets. The problem with the Jets, Chels, is that they play in the AFC. play in the AFC East, yeah. right? I mean, the Dolphins' Bills are probably going to be in the playoffs, and then the AFC itself is just loaded. So I do like the Jets, but that AFC is is a brute.
1: Yeah, the AFC is going to be tough for a while uh, because Patrick Mahomes resides there as well. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6
0: to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.